This is Susan, and I'm bringing you hope for the uprooted. I am delighted that you join me. As always, I love the pleasure of your company. I just look forward to the time that we can nestle in together and that I can share some encouraging words from God's Word as well as hope from His Word and a little personal application and some stories along the way. So, hey, let's jump right in today. Nestle in wherever you are, if you're in the car or if you're on a run or at the gym or maybe just sitting in your easy chair. Just kick back with me and hang out with me for a while. Today, I want to talk to you about something that as women, we all go through. We all have a season of our life, maybe even more often than a season, where we have a longing in our heart. A lot of times that is due to the circumstances we're going through, the circumstances that are beyond our control. But there is a longing in our hearts as women. Perhaps it's after the boxes are unpacked if you're a mover and after you've settled in. My goodness, after uh, you have the dust has settled, there is an, a time where we would face that longing. It could be, my goodness, it could be after a divorce. I mean, you are uprooted by many things. A divorce, uh, you could be a widow. It could be a move. It could be any transition or change in your life. It could be retirement. But let me tell you, as women, I know from personal experience, there are times that we have that longing in our heart. The longing to be reassured. To be reassured that we're not alone. To be reassured that we're not alone in parenting or in our marriage or in our being single in our friendships, to know that we are not uh, alone, that longing for us to be reassured. And you know, it's the longing also to be rescued. Gosh, how many times do we want to be rescued from the storms in our life, from not only the circumstances, but the pressure, the fear, the self-doubt, the burdens. I mean, hey, am, are you in this boat with me? I mean, these are things we go through, I go through. That longing of my heart to be reassured, to be rescued from the storms of life. And the longing to be renewed. Sometimes I just crave rest and uh, being refreshed and renewed. And sometimes I have to pull back and renew my focus. And there is a longing to be renewed and a longing to be restored. Restored from burnout, restored from pain and hurt and broken relationships. These are all longings of our heart as women. And I have found that the longing of my heart brings me face to face with who God is. That's the bottom line. You know, uh, sometimes I feel like, hey, God, this is me and you. We're, we're in this together. And 
we are walking this road together and it's just you and me so let me just give you some hope and encouragement on the longing to be reassured oh my goodness that we're not alone to be be reassured of god's presence to be reassured of his faithfulness psalm 38 9 reminds us oh lord all my longing is known to you my sighing is not hidden from you you know i needed that reminder I I um I need those kinds of words of hope and encouragement that my longings are known to God. And Job 6 8, oh that my requests might come to pass and that God would grant my longing. You see, longing is a word that God is quite familiar with because he is very uh well acquainted with our longings and that longing to be reassured. Perhaps you're still in uh, that desert experience, that wilderness experience where you feel so alone and you feel like that God has forgotten you. But I just want to reassure you personally, God's not forgotten you and he's not forgotten me. He knows the way through our wilderness. We just have to follow him. I always love to teach just follow the leader you know just do as he does listen to his voice all we have to do is follow him have faith and trust in him that longing to be reassured and sometimes we wonder where God is because we don't feel his presence you know we don't see his blessings lately or you know We have no first-person testimonials on how he's worked. We have no doors of opportunity that are opening up for us. You know, we feel like nobody knows our name, that we're insignificant, that we really are on this journey of being uprooted, whatever that might look like. We feel like we're on it alone. And a lot of times... You know, we say, God, you've moved from my life. Where are you? Well, I always like to remind myself, guess who moves, Susan? God does not move. You know, you've moved from him. And sometimes I feel like that, you know, God is is walking behind me instead of beside me. Have you ever felt like that? I've wanted to cry out and say, Lord, I need to know you are there. I need to be reassured. When I get in the pit, when I have a gigantic pity party uh, about the circumstances of being alone, as in particular as a widow, um, I sometimes cry out to God. I need that reassurance of your presence. But, But again, I am reassured that God does not go away and he doesn't withdraw his love or his presence and sometimes we can't feel or sense these things and sometimes it's because I've filled my life with with things other than God sometimes I'm absorbed with myself Uh, I'm so focused on me Uh, when we're uprooted and life seems to be all about us and many times it is but we forget that God is always with us, even when it appears that we 
that he has withdrawn or that we can't feel his presence. Let me reassure you, Hebrews 13.5, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, never will I forget you. Oh my goodness, friends, just to be reassured at this moment, to have that gentle reminder of what many of us already know, we know that God will never leave us. Sometimes we just need that reminder. Sometimes we forget in the chaos and the calamity of life. Say it to yourself when you wake up every morning. God will never leave me. And then repeat it through the day and, and at night before you go to sleep. God will never leave me. Say it to yourself even right now. Because we all have a longing to be reassured. I can't help but think of Psalm 139 as my personal reassurance. Oh my goodness, do you know what I call Psalm 139? That's my go-to when I'm having a pity party. Because, boy, God just nails it in Psalm 139. I mean, if you you need to write Psalm 139 down and read it uh, when we finish our little conversation. But let me tell you, in that very Psalm 139, in those very words, we are reassured that God knows what we do. He knows personally. He knows intimately. He knows where we go. He's with us and cares for us, whether you go up, down, east, west, north, south, to the farthest corner of the earth. God knows where you go. We are reassured of this in his word and in Psalm 139. God knows who we are. My goodness, he made us. He wove us. Uh, we are unique, and He has ordered our days. He knows who we are. He knows what we think. He knows my dark side, my upside, my downside. Nothing is hidden from Him. He knows what I think. He knows what I love. He knows where my weaknesses are, and He knows what I desire, the desires of my heart. And that's all laid out for us in Psalm 139. I have my tattered, written-in, beloved Bible in front of me. And, you know, I am looking at all the verses in Psalm 139. And, and in um, verse 7, where, where can I flee from thy presence? Oh, my goodness. And it goes on to say, anywhere I am. You, you are there. If I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, your hand will lead me. Isn't that comforting to know that um, that God knows everything about us and where we are and what we're doing? And in verse 3, I'm just kind of skipping around, but it kind of sticks out for me. Thou art intimately acquainted with all my ways. Oh my goodness, I love hearing that. And where can I flee from thy presence? And that uh, in verse 13, that, that he formed our par inward parts and he weaved us in our mother's womb. My goodness, remember, my friends, if he weaved us in our mother's womb, do you think he's going to forget you when you come unraveled? 
No, of course not. And so I encourage you to reacquaint yourself with Psalm 139 as part of God's reassurance that the longing of our heart uh, in that need for his presence that we are not alone. And then what about the longing to be rescued? I think of how many times we have a longing and a yearning to be rescued from the storms of life that hit us hard, sometimes with no warning, um, with life, with business, with uh, relationships and fear and weariness and self-doubt and all that, that longing, those pressures of life, how the winds blow and the rains come down with the storms and knock us off our feet and we have a longing to be rescued from those things in life. And, you know, sometimes my house looks great, but my finances don't. Sometimes I'm a mess on the inside, but I look all together on the outside. Sometimes I'll say all the right things to friends, but the wrong thing um, to someone that I care about very deeply, a family member. Uh, Sometimes I'm there when everyone else has stepped out of my life, but when my children need me, I am not around. Uh, Sometimes I'm in a room full of people, yet I feel so alone. Sometimes I am truly, and I think about that, sometimes I'm truly there for everyone else, but not when my children need me. What storms are you facing? Sometimes when we're in the midst of the storm, we look back, we look around, and what we need to do is look up. We need to seek God in the midst of our turmoil. Sometimes how we feel, sometimes our perspective depends on where we look. I was teaching my class um, on Tuesday, and the Lord just brought this to me when I was talking about living above your circumstances and and our longing to be, um, to have calm and and escape the chaos sometimes even for just a minute I said instead of looking around at your circumstances and say oh my gosh look up at God and say oh my God in other words that longing to be rescued a lot of times it's that focus on God, we instead of looking around at everything and saying, oh my gosh, look up and say, oh my God. In any storm, the eye of the storm is where there is calm in the eye of the storm. And I encourage you to move towards that eye of the storm. The eye of the storm being uh, God's God's presence, that calm, secure uh, knowledge of his presence in the eye of your storm, to move to him for shelter and refuge and anchor in the midst 
of your storm in life when the winds blow and the rains come down. You know, what storms are you facing? You long to be rescued from, from what storm? Sometimes it's, it's a matter of having to give up our agenda and say no to self and allow him to be in control. You know, before we can be rescued, we have to let go. I have to let go of my agenda, of my plan, of my schedule. I have to say no to self and what I want. I have to allow God to be in control. There are things that are beyond my control that I do not understand and I will not understand until the day I meet Jesus face to face. I need to relinquish control to let go before I can be rescued. I need to understand that uh, that God that to lay it down that we are protected and guarded by him and that um, that his purpose for us sometimes is is underneath the storm. It's underneath where the calming factor is to strive to that calming place and to understand that the longing to be rescued when we're in the midst of a storm is a matter of looking up and not around. I think of Psalm 56. I think of how God sees where we are in the storm of life and understands our situation far better than we do. I see how God knows how I feel in the midst of the storm and how he knows my tears because no tears are wasted. And I know that God hears our call of distress and we need to trust him. And we need to not just try to get out of the storm because he rescues us sometimes that we might give him the glory, that we will give him the glory. So just make sure your motive is not only to get out of the storm, but to give him the glory. I'm going to read you just a little bit in Psalm um, 56 here. And it says... Okay, it says in verse 16, 17 and 18, okay, uh, to be that longing to be rescued from the storms of our life. You could say the circumstances, the crisis. Uh, I refer to it as a storm because uh, many times it does catch us off guard. But listen at this in Psalm. Um, 56, and I'm just being the typical look for it um, in my Bible as I run through Psalms. In verse 3, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in thee, in God whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid. Oh my goodness, there I go, Susan. God sees me when I'm in the storm of life. He knows how you and I feel, and he hears our call of distress. And we are to trust him as we long to be rescued. And then in Psalm 55, oh goodness, we're in that same 
uh, little area there, just flip the page. David said, hear my cry. This is in Psalm 56. This is in Psalm, I'm sorry, 61. We're still near it. Just flip the page. In Psalm 61, David said, Hear my cry, O God. Give heed to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to thee. Lead me. This is what I love. One of my most favorite. It's in verse 2. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a refuge for me. Oh my goodness. Might that we escape the waves and the storm by Climbing up on that rock that is higher than we are. Climbing up on that rock that is a refuge that is God. The rock of our life is God. And He is our rock. He is immovable. He is always there. Go to the rock. Pour your heart out to Him. You can look to the wisdom of the world to be rescued or the wisdom of God. When your storm comes, where will you look? When your life is built upon the rock and the storm comes, you will survive. You will survive. It may not be easy, but you will survive. I love that in Psalm 61. And then in Psalm, you know, if you just want to jot down the Psalms, you can go back and read these verses and all of this in entirety. But just keep listening right now. In Psalm 55, verse 6, we are reminded, 55, verse 6, oh, oh, where David David wanted wings like a dove so he could fly away from the storm. And in verse 6 says, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. But what he really needed were wings like an eagle, so he could fly above the storm. You see, a lot of times we can't fly away from our problems. Their problems, their storms, their circumstances, there's chaos everywhere, no matter where we go. Um, we're going to find problems. So we can't fly away from the storm, but we can fly above it. We can look up and fly above it. In other words, focus above it, live above it, not in it or under it. Um, I love Psalm 55. My heart is in anguish within me. Oh my goodness, Um, fear and trembling come above me. And in verse 6, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away. How many times I thought, I want to escape this. I want to escape it. I want to avoid it. And yet, uh, we need to seek uh, that rock that is higher than I, that refuge, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, and fly above, live above the storm. And what about the longing to be renewed? I've talked about the longing to be reassured and to be rescued from the storms, to be reassured that we're not alone, that God's presence is with us. And then what about the longing to be renewed, to be refreshed, to rest? Those are healing words. To be renewed. Oh, listen, Isaiah 57.10 
you were tired out by the length of your road yet you did not say it is hopeless you found renewed strength i love that oh i just love that yes lord i have been tired out by the length of my day by the length of my year by the season of my life i have been tired out and yet and yet i have your hope it is not hopeless. I found renewed strength in you. I can say that to you, friends, to give you personal hope to live uh, as a in, victor- in victorious living rather than as a victim. You can be renewed. And we all have that longing to be renewed. And then in Acts 3, 19, may your times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord renewed refreshing and then rest come to me all who are weary and i will give you rest matthew 11:28 don't you love it don't you love the fact that we can anchor ourselves in god's word sometimes do i forget yes sometimes do i need to be remembered yes but i can go back to what i know and refresh and renew myself that I am um, that I am not alone in my longing to be renewed. If someone were to say, Susan, what would renew your heart and your body? What would you do? And I'd say, gosh, I'd take a week off. I'd go to the beach. I'd read. I'd rest. I'd eat shrimp. I'd walk. I'd sleep. Uh, just, just frivolous things like that. Sometimes I take a hard look at myself and I see nothing there. I've been through many seasons like that where I feel depleted and I feel empty. Where my to-do list keeps growing and sometimes it just gets longer and sometimes I need to give what I don't have when I'm empty and I'm poured out. And it's in that emptiness that I know I have to stop. There's that little little buzz that goes off in me that I know I've got to stop to be renewed, to be restored, to rediscover the freshness of God. I cannot live in an emptiness and busyness of my life and be filled up with God when I have no room for Him there. I need to know that I need to seek Him and spend time with Him to be refreshed and renewed. That to rediscover that freshness that only He can offer. That longing to be renewed. Create in me, Lord, that hungry heart. Create in me that longing to love You more. Oh my goodness, create in me a a pure heart. That is the cry of our heart. But not only a pure heart, but an expectant heart where I just anticipate what you're going to do. And a, a heart of integrity to be real and not to talk about my walk and not to try to impress others, but just to live you out. And to to create in me an enthusiastic heart for you, Lord, and caring for others and attentive, that I might hear you whisper in my ear, that I might listen to your voice, and to create in me that contented heart where I'm at peace.
peace. These are the longings to be renewed, to be, uh, to create these things in me. That time that we have to sit at His feet to have Him renew and refresh us. Psalm one, or Psalm fifty-one, verse ten and twelve. Psalm fifty-one, verse ten and twelve. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of, of salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So that creating, that longing to be renewed, is is a rekindling of my heart, Lord, in all the areas of being caring and attentive and. Uh, expectant, Lord, just to draw me closer to you, because we all have the need for those healing moments of being renewed and refreshed and rested. I can't emphasize that enough. You know, I don't want to say, uh, in my longing to be renewed, in my busyness or in my preoccupation with self, where I don't make time for Jesus. I don't want to say, "Gosh, one day, you know, what did I miss by being too preoccupied with circumstances, with stuff, with the mess of life?" A lot of times, the very place we find Jesus is in the middle of our mess. And I don't want to say one day, "What did I miss? Did I miss you, Jesus? Did I miss what you were trying to tell me?" And I, I, I want to have a renewed heart, but not only that, a renewed focus, not in organizing and managing and controlling life, but in focusing my life. On Jesus Christ, to to have that、um, one purpose and that that one direction that I focus on, to know that my relationship with God takes precedent over everything else. It's funny how, when I focus on God, He puts things in perspective for me, and I realize that、um, I have had a longing to be renewed by Him. Seek to seek Him first. I need that renewed focus every day. How about you? Don't don't you need that renewed focus? Will you join me in sitting at His feet, that we may draw together our fragmented lives, draw them together in Him, and then last, what about that longing to be restored? Restored, yes, renewed. Restored,、um, rescued, reassured, but that longing to be restored, restored from burnout, restored from pain, from hurt, from broken relationships, from loss. I know that many times that longing to be restored falls right in place with that longing to be renewed. It kind of goes hand in hand. Sometimes when I'm very weary, I go to my hammock and I stretch out and I, I stare up to the sky and I just gaze up there, look up there, and and gosh, I have no daytimer looking back at me or no calendar looking back at me, no schedule, no phone, no text, no list, no Facebook. I have no pen, no paper, you know, no social media. 
no email. I just look up at the sky. I just stare. I gaze. And I just see the wonder of God's beauty and the wonder of the clouds. And it is total silence. You may not have a hammock, but you know what I've done? At times when I didn't have a hammock, I just go lay down in my backyard and I just look up or I pull a lounge chair or just a chair out there and look up. Not at the ceiling of my patio, but I look up at the sky. And sometimes that's a, a place, uh, a place of peace, a place of restoration, just to close my eyes, to see nothing, hear nothing, but just that silence. Sometimes I need a cup of cool water, and that cup of cool water is that longing to be restored. Who filled your cup of restoration? Who has filled your cup? People, places, things cannot fill your cup of being restored. Cannot fill that longing from burnout or pain or hurt. I think sometimes we have to re-navigate. We have to re-examine. We have to reframe our lives when we long to be restored from brokenness. And we have to look at things from God's perspective when we are so weary. God doesn't ask me to have it all together, thank goodness. I have not arrived in my life. I am, I am on the road on my journey. It, life is a journey, a pilgrimage, and everything changes. And we're uprooted from one thing or another. If it's not a house, it's a job, or it's a lifestyle, or it's loss. And yet, uh, we are on a journey. And what we learn along the way about our God, like I say, it is that longing that brings us face to face with who God is. I'm so glad God doesn't ask me to have it all together. I just finished the most wonderful uh, Spanish strawberry chicken salad. I made it. I was so excited for lunch today at the office. And I just hope, well, I know, that you can't see the spinach in my teeth, okay? Um, and I had the most delicious, I must have this food thing today, but <laughs> I had the most delicious raspberry scone for breakfast this morning that someone had given me their leftovers and I heated it up and it was so good. Why am I telling you that? Uh, I don't have it all together. There are many days when I have to admit I skip lunch and skip breakfast and I know that's not good for me. Um, but um, anyway, I hope you can't see the spinach in my teeth. But you know what? I bet you've got some spinach in your teeth, too. We both do at times, don't we? We are flawed women. We are women who don't have it all together. And we have not arrived. And, you know, that gives me a lot of peace to know that uh, I'm not perfect. And that there are things that I can do uh, on my part to be restored. Psalm 37 reminds me of some of the things I can do. Psalm 37, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord always. 
I am flipping over to Psalm 37 in my Bible. I hope you hear the pages as I flip over. I absolutely love Psalm uh, 37 because it is again a reminder of being restored in Psalm 37 and I am in verse um, verse 3 trust in the Lord trust in the Lord Susan walk by faith not by sight believe what God says in his words that's where I find my reality not in magazines not in commercials um, I find my reality in God's word trust in the Lord Susan these are things that come to my mind in that longing to be restored delight in the Lord Susan the uh, verse 4 delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart delight in him in other words I I, I always say I have an audience of one I want to live to please him only um, that sets me free of what others think and do. Delight in the Lord, Susan. Trust in the Lord. And I encourage you to do that. Would you, when you read scripture and when you read these verses in Psalm 37, put your name in there, girlfriend. He's talking to you. You hear me doing that a lot. Uh, God's talking to me too. I'm not just talking to you. He's talking to me and I'm talking to you. It's kind of a, I'm his vessel uh, when it comes to sharing his word. And in verse 5, commit your way. Commit your way to the Lord. Again, we hear that word. Trust him. Trust him. Commit your way, Susan. I must remember to let God guide my steps. And... Uh, nothing comes from what I do, but it's what he does through me. It's his strength that is my strength. And in verse 7, rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Sometimes, you know, uh, God waits to answer my prayers. And sometimes they're not always the answers I want. But I can learn things from him, my friends, that I could learn no other way. Rest in the Lord. This is that longing we have to, um, to be renewed, to be restored. We have to rest in him. And then in verse 7 where it says, wait on the Lord. In other words, be patient. Be patient. God's way is not our way. His plan is not on our timetable. We just need to trust him. Gosh, what can we believe in a world that changes with, with just nonstop speed? We can believe in an unchanging God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 1 John 4.4 4. Life may hold difficult things and disappointments and loss and broken relationships, but here you go. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. He who is in you, it is his strength, it is his joy. It's not us. Boy, I'm just an empty shell without my Lord and Savior. You can believe that his word never changes. And when you cry out to him, when that longing of your heart 
is just overwhelming uh, with your needs and your circumstances and the storms of your life. He meets us and restores us by his life-giving word. And guess what? We can believe that in every ending, in every uprooting, there is a beginning. There are times we must let go to grab on to what's ahead. It may be a new beginning has started in your life. That longing of your heart can be put to peace and to rest because you know where to go. You've been gently reminded when you have that longing that God answers those longings through his words and through his presence. The longing of your heart can only be filled at the foot of the cross, can only be filled by you laying it before him, laying it at at his feet. And the goal of any of our longing should be that nothing, no storm, no circumstances, no situation, no chaos, no mess can separate us from the love of God. Oh, amen, sister. Uh, There have been times when I have felt so alone. Uh, Sometimes it's very lonely in ministry. I have to tell you, I have a lot of women in my life, but there are times when I have felt very alone. You don't always have to have a catastrophe around you to feel alone. Sometimes you can walk into a church with filled with people and you can feel alone. And that longing of our heart to be reassured and rescued and renewed and restored is found at the foot of the cross when we lay it down to Jesus. And do we pick it up every day? Of course we do. I may have a longing to be released from worry or stress or pressure, And I can say, Lord, I'm giving it to you. And the next day, girls, I pick it right back up again. It's a constant thing. Stay in his word. Lay it down. Let it go. Give it up to him. I love the song um, that ends with, And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. You see, sometimes we come to the garden alone, but the voice we hear in that aloneness, in that longing of our heart, is the voice of God saying, Be still. Give it to me. I'm not going to leave you. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you if you'll just tarry there. Thanks for hanging out with me. Gosh, I just feel like I needed this maybe a little a little more than you did. But I just love that we shared in this together. I can't wait to uh, talk to you next time. And I just encourage you to... Uh, Know that I believe in you and that you matter a lot more than you think. That we all are in this, in this boat together 
and that we all have longings in our heart. The key is always move closer to Jesus and it just doesn't get much better than that. Hey, I'll see you next time.